Hey everyone, welcome back to another Accidentally Intentional podcast episode as we are about to hit story number three of Summer Stories with Zoe. And this is going to be a fun one. I'm not going to cry this one because this is where I share a story that not a lot of people know about me. In fact, I broke into the Hollywood film industry in 2010, right as I was graduating high school. And, uh, you know, according to my IMDb page, which keeps my life organized since 2010. Uh, I now have seven credits as a production assistant working on films, six credits as an extra, and four credits as a stunt performer slash stunt woman on uh, movies that were filmed in Pittsburgh. Uh, some of those movies include Dark Knight Rises, Avengers, I'm Your Woman, etc. Uh, but today I'm going to share the story of how it all began. So buckle up, sit tight, let's hit it. So I'm a senior in high school and I'm trying to figure out what the heck I want to do uh, with my life and also for the summer as well. And you know, you know how you go in those deep, dark holes of Google searches and you're like, yes, this is it. This was me this day. I vividly remember it at the library. I was researching something about like how to get into Hollywood or like jobs for beginners in the film industry. And it took me through this whole thing. And, uh, I found, you know, a couple jobs that seemed not even attainable because I didn't know anybody in the film industry. Uh, so I started doing some more research and was just like, okay, well, how can I be an extra in movies then? And then I found out there was a movie that was coming to Pittsburgh that was going to be filmed this summer, the summer I was going, or the summer between high school and college. So I was like, oh my gosh. And then I do some more research about it and I find out it's going to be a movie that is produced by Michael Bay and Steven Spielberg. It's going to be a DreamWorks movie called I Am Number Four and they're filming it in good old Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which is where I live, of course. So I'm like, oh my gosh, my heart rate's rising. I'm thinking, this is it. I have to figure out how can I be an extra in this movie? This is my big goal in this moment. And I remember running down to one of my favorite teachers at the time and sharing the news with him and saying, hey, guess what? I found out that they're filming this movie in Pittsburgh and I'm going to try and be an extra in it. I don't know how, but I'm going to figure out how. And you won't believe what this teacher says to me. He looks me in the eyes. He said, yeah, you know where they're filming the movie, right? And I said, yes, I literally just told you they're filming in Pittsburgh. See, he said, you know where though, right? And I said, uh, I don't understand your question anymore, but I guess not. He said, right here. I said, what do you mean right here? He said, they are using this very high school you go to as the high school for multiple scenes in the movie. To which my jaw drops to the floor. I think I almost have heart palpitations right then and there because I cannot believe this is real life. I mean, it's my dream come true. I go from how do I work in Hollywood to Hollywood comes right to me, baby. So I am just getting so excited as I find out more information because I think it's two months away from filming at the point that I get this news. And so I have to keep this a secret from everybody. Literally, I'm not allowed to tell anyone because that teacher wasn't supposed to tell me and blah, blah, blah. Okay. So I am holding this massive secret from literally everybody I know for 
six weeks or two months, whatever it was. And so I just could not wait for it to get off my shoulders when they announced that the movie was coming to the school. And this whole time I'm mentally preparing because I'm theatrical, I'm excitable, I'm fun, I look 12. Like if I can be an extra in this movie, I'm gonna do whatever I can to make it happen. And so sure enough, they begin to have an extras casting call where basically you just submit basic information about yourself, such as your height, weight, a photo of you, blah, blah, blah. And then they choose from there uh, who they want to be in the movie. And, you know, I'm thinking this is gonna be a shoo-in. I'm five minutes away from set. They know where I live, blah, blah, blah. I think they actually hold one of the casting calls at my high school. So everybody in the school is applying to be an extra. So I'm pumped. I'm just like, this is happening. We got it. Okay, let's go. Skirt. Okay, that's actually not what happened. Because as they are about to begin filming, they make the calls uh, to people that they want cast as extras in the movie. And I do not get one of the phone calls. And the worst part about this was a ton of my friends got the call to be an extra in the movie. And, you know, it's those moments where life is just so unfair to you. And you're just like, or I was just like in that moment, I'm literally the one that knew this. I kept the secret. How can this be happening to me? My life is ruined. You know, I'm just as dramatic as I am today. So back to the drawing board. I have to figure out how can I actually get onto set without being an extra because my actual dream in life is to work in the film industry, work in Hollywood in some capacity. My biggest passion in life at that time was I want to bring love to Hollywood. I'm talking about God's love uh, and just loving on people. But obviously this seems to be the one thing in my life at this moment that could actually allow me to get on the right track and the door is not there. So I have some conversations with some people at the school. I go to the athletic director who was a good family friend at the time. And uh, I explained the situation. I said, I don't know what I'm going to do, but here's what I think would be a really cool idea. You just tell me yes or no. And I said to him, what if I uh, interned for you, the athletic director, while they're filming at the school? So like, I'm your intern, wink, like I'm not actually doing any interning for you, um, but I get a badge that shows that I work for the school and um, yeah, and then it gets me on school grounds and I'm able to watch the filming happen and that's how I make it happen. And you're not gonna believe this, but he said, yeah, that's a great idea, let's do it. And he makes me this name badge that looks official, uh, even though I am doing nothing for him actually, or the school. I'm literally just trying to get closer to watching filming happen, watching a Hollywood production be filmed right in my own high school. Now this story is about to get super wild, so I hope you're ready. So I pull up the first day that the whole production crew begins to film at my high school. And, you know, of course it happens to be one of the days where all my friends who were cast as extras also are reporting to the school. So I'm, uh, 
I come later because I didn't get an extra casting call. Uh, so I report to the school at like 9 a.m. And, uh, you know, there's a security officer. They're like, hello, what are you here for? And I said, oh, I, I'm an intern here. Show them, flash the old badge. And they're like, oh, okay, well, have a great day. And I said, thank you so much. I will. So I walk in and report to the athletic director's office because, you know, <laughs> I'm his intern. Uh, and then I start to feel bad. I'm like, well, maybe I should help him. Like, does he need help with anything? What can I intern with? And he just looks at me. He said, go, go. There's nothing for you to do. Go check it out. See what you can, see what you can learn about the film industry. Because at this point, my goal has gone from how do I work in the film industry to how do I just learn whatever I can and be as close to the action as possible. So I begin walking towards one of the hallways where they're starting to film. And I'm so far back and so far away that I can't really even see a camera because, you know, there's a crew of 150 people in front of me. So I'm just like moseying up, just trying to watch everything happen. Who are these random people holding lights, holding what looks like ropes, holding uh snacks. Like, who are these people? I need to learn what's going on. And you know, what was something that I did is I brought this little notebook, like a detective size notebook with me just to write down what I was observing to see what I could learn. So I was ready to fully immerse myself into this and just stare, (laughs) stare at the people, stare at what they were doing because I wasn't sure if I was going to get in trouble for watching. So that's what I do. So I sit, I don't even sit. I'm standing far back in the corner and then someone who was working on the production rounds the corner and sees me and then I'm like all nervous. I'm like, oh no, I'm going to get in trouble. They're going to be like, what are you doing here? Why would they talk like that first off? Uh, and the person's like, oh, hi, I'm, uh, and introduces his name. And I was like, hey. And uh, he said, are you, are you a intern? Are you a film student? You seem like you're really trying to learn about the industry. And I said, oh yeah, it's my, it's my dream to work in the film industry one day. And he's like, oh, no way. Well, come up here, like come a little bit closer. Hopefully you can see some action this way. And I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. Thank you. So I just made my first friend, Kent, write Kent's name down, write down what he did. Okay. He was part of the locations department. What is that? Great. I love him. Okay. Uh, Kent just made my day. So I continue to do this and people from the production crew continued to like walk past me and just like introduce themselves. And it was the weirdest thing because I'm technically the intruder here, but they're like, Oh, hello. How are you? And it just felt so backwards to me and what my perception was going to be about it. I think I wrote down the names of 15 to 20 people that first day who I had had conversations with. And I wrote down their names and what they were wearing that day and what department I had figured out that they worked for so that I'd remember uh, the next day. Obviously the shirts would change, but that's besides the point. So I keep coming back and doing this. So this started on a Monday, Tuesday, I come back and do it. Wednesday, I come back and do it, but there's something that happens on Tuesday. Okay. So I spent the full day just watching this happen, whatever, just being close to the action, trying to figure out what was what, all of it. Tuesday, um, There was an actress on set who was a very big deal to me at the time because her name is Diana Agron. And uh, if you 
are a Glee fan or were a Glee fan back in the days that the show aired, then you know Diana Agron because she was one of the lead characters in the show. So I was obsessed with the show. And so when I knew, oh my gosh, Diana Agron is going to be at my high school. Oh my God, what? And so I'm getting dramatic. I'm sorry. I need to focus here. You know, I'm like, I'm not allowed to talk to her, obviously. So that's a, oh, that's a wash. But one of the uh, janitors at my school had been observing what I was doing the past couple of days. And he had some foreknowledge that I didn't know about at the time. And he comes up to me and he said, Hey, like you, you're a fan of her right? You, you know, she's one of the lead actresses. I've been watching you pay attention to her acting. And I was like, yeah, I actually am. And he said, do you see that little girl with her? And there was a probably seven or eight year old girl that was clinging closely to her side. Um, and he said, you know what I would do? I would actually introduce yourself to Diana and tell her you're a big fan. And I was like, what? I can't do that. Like, what if I get in trouble? He said, no, no, I think you'll be fine. I think you'll be fine. I've been watching it too. And just introduce yourself, say you're a big fan, but also very important, make sure you introduce yourself to the eight-year-old girl standing with him. And I was like, okay, a little bit random, but will do. So I introduced myself to Diana. She is so sweet. She's like, oh my gosh, it's so cool to meet like a fan. Thanks so much for supporting the show. And then I introduced myself to the girl next to her, whose name is Sophia. I learned real quick. Sophia wants to be buddies with me. We go into a classroom. We're drawing on chalk all of a sudden. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just following this eight-year-old girl around. So we're becoming fast friends. I think I'm babysitting at this point, but I don't know whose child this is. Uh, but you know, She's cute. She's fun. So we're just having a ball. So I'm hanging with the Sophia girl now because Diana had to go film some scenes. So Sophia was by herself. We went to the classroom. We were playing. And then all of a sudden she's like, hey, come with me. I need to ask my dad for something. And I'm like, okay. And you know when a moment in your life happens and everything slows down? This was this moment. Because I am following Sophia and I'm walking really close to set. Like I'm almost walking onto the set right next to the camera. And Sophia continues walking. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm literally dead meat right now. What is this girl doing? I'm freaking out. And this girl walks up to the director's chair and says, hey dad, can I have a snack or something like that? And my jaw hit the floor. And Sophia said, this is my new friend Zoe, and introduces me to the director, DJ Caruso. This was his daughter, who I had been hanging with for the past hour or two. So I go from (laughs) standing in the back corners of the high school to one day later meeting the director of the entire movie and him knowing my name. And DJ Caruso starts to ask me some questions. He's like, hey, are you a film student? What are you interested? And I just tell him like, I just really want to work in Hollywood. I'm not sure what capacity yet, whatever is available. Like I, I'm just trying to make my way into it. I love entertainment, et cetera. And he's like, oh, that's so cool. Um, and that was it. It was a brief conversation because, you know, he's busy directing a movie. 
And so that was Tuesday. And then I come back Wednesday and uh, do it all again, play with Sophia, watch the movie being filmed, just spending literally all day, 10 hours watching this all go down, trying to learn as much as I can, have as many conversations with people on the movie set as I can. And uh, it was just such a fun experience. So Thursday, I come back and do the same thing again. And, uh, you know, because I'm friends with Sophia now, she's friends with all the actors. So suddenly I go from being upset that I was not cast as an extra in the movie, which extras do not get to talk to actors or anybody on set at all, but rather are um, corralled together themselves. So I was upset about not being part of that to suddenly I've been given this insane opportunity to talk to the actual actors in the movie, like Alex Pettifer, Diana Agron, Teresa Palmer, and hang out with Sophia and get to know the director's daughter and get to know the assistant directors uh, because Sophia was who everybody loved on set. And it was just a wild time. So on Thursday, now this is three and a half days of me just watching this film be made, right? The assistant director comes up to me and his name's Eric. And he said, Hey, you know, I wanted to talk to you. And I'm thinking, Oh crap, I'm about to get kicked out. And he says to me, you know, we have really seen just how infatuated you are with filming the past couple of days. And it's been really cool. And you've been great with everybody on set. Um, and just, caring about people. And uh, we wanted to know if you would like to be hired as a production assistant full-time for the duration of this movie. What? What? Are you, like, this really happened. I went from being an unpaid watcher of the movie being filmed for 40 hours to someone offering me a position, a paid position in the movie for the duration of its filming, which was six more weeks. And it changed my life. And it for sure changed my summer. So yes, I accepted (laughs) that opportunity and it was an incredible ride. And now you're probably asking, okay, well, cool, but what does a production assistant actually do? Well, that's the thing. Anything that needs done is what a production assistant does. It could be grabbing meals for actors or other crew members on set. It could be creating storyboards for the production. So cutting up and Velcroing certain pieces of the scenes on the storyboard for the cast and crew to look at. It could be things such as lockups, which basically means you get put in a random location where pedestrians could possibly come through to lock it up and ensure that nobody comes into the view of the shot. And I learned so much, but what was important about all of this is I didn't have language for it at the time, but what I was doing is what is called the proximity principle, where basically whatever you want to do, get in proximity to someone or some place that can help you at least move the needle on that without any goal of being paid for it. Just making that sacrifice of time to do so. And by the end of filming, I had realized that I really was different than a lot of people on set. 
And I say that because there are so many different um, groups of people that work on movie sets uh, and they usually stay in their groups together. So you have the casting department, you have um, the catering department, you have the grip department, the electric department, you have the uh, production assistant department with the directors. They're all kind of secluded pieces that just happen to move when they need to move and do their assigned roles on set, but don't really kind of intermingle at all. And those four days prior to getting the actual paid role as a production assistant, I had gotten to know almost everybody on the crew, what they did, what their role was, who their friends were, who their group was. And so I had kind of this superpower of being the connector with so many people on set. And I, I didn't think anything of it at the time. I was just like, well, of course I want to know these people. Like, this is the most amazing thing ever. And I remember at the end of filming, someone had come up to me and said, yeah, there's something different about you. And I said, oh, okay. What is it? And they said, I've never seen anybody your age refuse to bow down to Hollywood, like the negative parts of it. Like you love people. And I was floored hearing that because I was like, well, yes, of course, is that not normal? And it wasn't, it wasn't normal because you think about it and people on movie sets are working 14, sometimes 16, sometimes longer days on set. So they have families who they are completely, you know, not able to see for months on end, especially if they're traveling and, uh, sleep deprived all the time. Like there's a lot of things that are weighing down on people on movie sets. It's an absolute sacrifice that a lot of people don't recognize. Um, and it was truly looking back on it, the most rewarding experience of my entire life to be able to get to know every single person and knowing in turn that they actually felt cared about by me. And as I was getting to know people in the cast and crew, I really was trying to find ways to make people feel special, like straight up. So for instance, Teresa Palmer, who was one of the actresses in the movie, had a movie that actually released in theaters while she was filming this, this new one. I was talking to her about it. And, uh, after the movie came out, box open, box office opening weekend, she was super bummed because the movie actually did terrible in theaters. So I was like, how can I cheer her up? So I had this idea to take one of my old softball trophies, my participation trophies from growing up, rip the, um, the name part off of it so that it was blank. And I wrote out of the park performance in whatever the movie name was, goes to Teresa Palmer. And I literally brought this trophy with someone swinging a bat to set, gave it to her, and she was nearly in tears. She was so touched by it. And here I thought it was like this stupid, like silly idea. And I was just like, man, I cannot believe how well that went over. And at the end of the movie, she made me a CD mix of all of her favorite songs. And she was like, hey, here's why I chose this song for you because this was awesome and this means this to me. And I was like, oh my gosh, how far this one thoughtful gesture 
paid back dividends for me. Like it was crazy. And obviously the goal was not to get anything in return. And that's just what made it so much sweeter. So I would always be looking for these opportunities with anybody that I knew on set. And I felt like the little sister that was so protected on the set. I mean, I was 18 at the time. Everybody else was, I think the next youngest person was 24, 25 years old on set. So there was a big difference um, between me and everybody else. And it opened my eyes that no matter where you are, there is an opportunity to love on people. And I will never not be grateful (laughs) for that experience because the connections I made there led to the next movie that I worked on, which led to the next movie and, and so on and so forth. But it's amazing the power of deep connection and desire to actually want to know a person, what that can do for you. I had no intentions of ever working on that specific movie, I Am Number Four. My goal was just learn as much as I can, but look how God blessed it all. And so I hope this serves as an encouragement to you because, hey, it's possible. Whatever you want to do is possible. Now, do I have an insane story? Yes, but God's in it, okay? Man, just don't ever discount the opportunity to have a conversation with someone and get to know about them, what they do, and their life because you never know what could come from it. So, hey, I hope this inspired you guys this week. I hope you're excited. I hope you laughed along with me. I hope you're like, what? That's insane because I'm just telling this story because God did it. And so God gets all the glory for that. Um, and I'm so honored to have been part of it. I feel so blessed to work in the film industry Um spontaneously whenever movies come to town. And uh, yeah, hey, I love you guys. Don't ever give up on your dreams. Figure out how the proximity principle can play into your life. How can you get closer to the thing or the people who inspire you? And if you're having trouble figuring out the scenario for yourself, DM me. I'm so serious about that. I'd love to help you brainstorm on it because one thing I'm really passionate about is helping people pursue their dreams and just helping you take it one step at a time to do the next thing that you know to do. So I love you guys. Uh, we will see you next week for part four of Summer Stories with Zoe, which I shared how I broke into the film industry. Next week, I'm actually going to share an equally, if not more crazy story about how I became a professional stunt woman. So Stay tuned. I'll see you in that next episode.